Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of health care. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. All right, folks, we have a special treat for you today. We have another American Honesty episode on, so we've got our other two co-hosts, our favorite guests, and we're going to sit down and talk about a very controversial topic of drugs. Yes, legal drugs, illegal drugs, benefits, negatives, legalization, prohibition, all that kind of good stuff. We're going to cover it from all different angles and have a great conversation as always. So without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to a special episode of the Uncensored Humanity podcast that we call American Honesty. As always, I'm your host, Matt Hess. And for these segments, we have our co-host, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? And right. Mr. Jake Bible. Hey, Matt. How you doing? What's going on, boyos? How are we doing? Very nice. Great to be back. It's always fun when we get together. Feels right? like we were Feels like we were just here. Yeah. It was but just, it's been, what, a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. sure. And it's, it's so funny because... Long enough. I, I, get, I get so excited for these just to sit down and bullshit with you guys. I just... I, I was looking forward to it all week. It's hilarious. We don't know where it's going. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it, these, these segments have become quickly, obviously, the, the most fun podcast that we've done just because the three of us get to come in here and bullshit every once in a while we bring in a guest and get to kind of get their point of view but even introverts don't like or uh, like sitting down and talking to people sometimes you know so gotta <laughs> get it out there you know there's always that yeah gotta have Any, a discussion anything fun and new going on with you guys just life stuff don't work softball new softball season all right softball woohoo 
Um, anything new with me? Nah. You know, school starting with four kids. I mean, that's always a fantastic transition. Yes. You know, so it's uh. <clears throat> It's always, I don't know, I always get super happy when they go back to school. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I like, ha- it's not like I don't have, right. like, having around, but it's just, like, like kind of, I think, the, the return of a feeling to some sort of structure. I think it's, I, I think, it's settling I, to I think a that's sense. a lot of it, because a lot of people kind of like the structure in their life, because they yeah. don't like change. When things change, they get all freaked out, and it's like, because it's just messing up their structure. But really, it's just, life has changed. I mean, it's yeah. always going to change. I mean, this was by far probably the busiest summer, you know, that we've had. Just because, you know, as the kids get older, everybody, you know, people just doing more things. So it is, I definitely like had a nice, crazy, you know, smile on my face as everyone was getting ready. And I was, I was prancing around the house, you know, taunting them, you know, school night, school night. (laughs) Tom Cruise, risky business, sliding down the hallway in his socks. He's all excited. Yeah. I mean, they, they did, they probably (laughs) did not enjoy my company that night because I, I was very much, uh, uh, enjoying letting them know, you know, you know, oh man, nine months, starting nine months tomorrow, you know, but it's great. It'll go by in like a blink of an eye. Yeah, that's the thing is it always just goes by so fast. I can't imagine like what life was like when we were kids because nowadays it's like. It seems so slow back then, Holy crap, like it's almost the end of the year already. Like where did the whole year go? Yeah. I'm I'm thinking, here's what I'm thinking, and I've, I've studied the science not studied it, but (laughs) I've watched a YouTube video or two on the studying. Okay. Listen, (laughs) I am so idiot i'm not an idiot um anyway but like you know the science of how, why your life seems to go by faster as you get older and it's you know just a pretty simple thing as far as percentages and stuff like that but um i'm wondering like right now what if you're when people who are like 75 or 80 like what is it do weeks just you know not even exist anymore like, yes because that's like, kind of like where it's getting now where it's like you're just basically like it's like a whirlwind until you get a, a little bit of a respite in two days. And it's just another like whirlwind where you don't feel like you got anything done. Like you've just existed and tried to put out small fires, you know? And I mean, and not to mention that most of us get stuck I mean, there's in our enjoyment own routines there. yeah. where you just, you, you get up and you, like most of us, like we go to work Monday through Friday, we have the weekends off. Or if you work retail, then you, you work like Tuesday through Sunday and, Whatever you, you figure it all out, but like you, you just kind of have your routine, you just kind of get going and going, and like the weeks pass by, and the months pass by, all of a sudden the years pass by. Like, holy shit, yeah. you, you just get stuck and you, you just get going, and it's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, but when you think about it, when you're a kid, you know, a summer is like you know, if you're five, it's one fifth of your life. I mean, it's oh like yeah, one year is, is it's huge. It's a long thing, but when you're forty, it's a fortieth. You know, when you're sixty, it's a sixtieth. Yep. You know, and it's, it's like it's like a friend of mine used to always say. He's like, "Life is like a roll of toilet paper, you know. And the closer you get towards the end, the faster it seems to go." Yeah, it's just that's it is comforting in a sense because I think once you get to a certain age, you I I know I don't think I'm not there yet, um, and you know you guys probably aren't either. But like I would imagine once you get to that point a a certain age, you're kind of like ready for to die, you know, like. I know right now, like, I don't, it's not, you know, I, I definitely don't, not I don't about think, dying right now. I don't now. think most people get there, which is the reason why a lot of surgeries and stuff happen later well, in life. Well, I think those people, trying to prolong. I think those people are mentally ill. <laughs> Let's talk about normal people. Let's talk about normal. I'm talking about like, you know, oh. like if I'm seeing like a 95 year old woman, I've got to think that she's probably like, not, not really like looking forward, not like saying like, yeah, you know, maybe hopefully today's a day, but almost 
I think there's probably a freedom there, knowing that there's there's no uh, pullback, there's no resistance to the thought of. Death I'd say anymore. if she's a 95 year old woman that's had to sit around the house or the apartment and the atrophy set in a little bit, where her body's getting sore and all that, if she's a 95 year old woman that's out there still doing shit where she's traveling the world like some of those people, yeah. It's probably not the same. Yeah. But, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she's not like saying, well, I hope today's the day. No, but, no. But her body might be sore. She might be going through yeah. shit. Or it might be just like, well, I've done everything already. What else is there? Some people are like, fuck, yeah, I'm still doing stuff. So, I mean, it's probably probably all different, I'd imagine. I know what you're saying, though. I understand yeah. it completely. I get it. I, like I, it could, I guess it makes it, I guess it kind of like it's comforting in a sense. Yeah. To think that, okay, if you get that, maybe if you get to, if you if you live that long, your reward is you know, a detachment from the fear of mortality. I, mean, I, I think that the longer we live, the more comfortable you should be with the idea because we all have to realize we're all going to die. There's nothing you can do about it. Nobody's immortal. Like, can we watch movies with zombies and vampires and all these immortals and all this kind of stuff? Like, that's not real. Like, we're all yeah. going to die. It's just a matter like, of how and when. You, you, dying, here's the thing. is, I don't even think the dying is the scary part. The scary part is, like, no matter... I mean, unless you're, you know a superstar athlete, Hollywood, you know, or government person, best case scenario, like your name, your complete, your name is completely forgotten for the rest of history in a, in a probably a generation or, you know, a couple hundred years, maybe unless you make a stamp on the world where it's yeah, not exactly. And, and you don't and, have to be an athlete to do that. Yeah. Though. What we're doing right now could possibly, well, I mean, it, I'm patting myself on the shoulder. For let's, that. I mean, we'll just look at <laughs> that, like, that's a bit extreme. I'll, think pat, the, I'll pat think you on the back your, later. The man. greatest podcaster in the world right now, whoever you would say. Joe Rogan. Okay. He, in, in a couple hundred years, he, nobody, he's not going to be any part of, he's not going to be any part of history. His shit's know? still going to be played. I, I mean, I promise. Yes, that. yes or no. I mean, no, not, no, no, man. No, nobody, nobody wants to hear anybody from, from five weeks ago, let alone 500 years ago nobody wants to listen to that I mean, like a good example of that is no one's going back and listening to stuff <laughs> nobody cares what socrates has to say all, all the all the radio socrates. shows all the stuff back then like n- nobody cares i understand like it's, it's all gonna, it's all gonna go away it is what it is and, that, and that's fine we have we have to just realize that's just part of life i mean yeah most people in life we never even think about i mean what, what are the things that we learn about in in a history class or whatever, it's like a history class is a lot different from when I was in school. Well, I get so it, but let's, there's let's a handful of people that. throughout time yeah. that we even talk about. Everybody else is almost I mean, irrelevant. It, it, I'm even thinking if you think about it, even on like a smaller scale, like I'm thinking like, okay, my grandparents died a few years ago. You know, I lost three of them in three of them in probably a five year span, um, and loved them dearly. Spent a lot a lot of my young life with them. Yeah, loved them, and yet I rarely. Think and let you know. Think about them, and it's like, um, you know. So it's like, no matter how good of a relationship you have with your kids or whatever like that, like eventually, like, you know, you're yeah. gonna be. That you, is you, that you is the natural be, part. And of then life. think yeah. about this: there will be a moment in the future where a living being thinks about you for the last time. That point will come on a long enough timeline. There will be a point where the last memory of Jake Bible will. Passed through somebody's head, mind, yeah. and what? it will never be recalled again. And at that point, like, is there like, I mean, you know, I I believe differently, but like, you know, is there if, if you believe in like some sort of like cosmic, you know, whatever? But like, is then do you do you do you really cease to exist? Like then, like, well, does your out matter? Does your matter just? Yeah. I mean, nobody dissolve. knows, which is why no, you know, people like cling on to faith because they don't understand it and they have to believe <clears throat> something. Which I, I get all that, but like, in in a more 
like relevant topic like to our lives now like i've wondered because i drive a lot i'm thinking got a lot of time to think oh yes there's a lot of that too but i'm thinking like there's a lot of car accidents that happen and Mm -hmm. like the likelihood of me having one is is high because i again i drive a lot it's like what if i died in a car accident like driving back and forth to work or whatever it's like would people even go to my wake yeah yeah man because it's like in, in today's day and age like i've got like a handful of like close friends and i've got my my family and like that's that's really it you know i don't have this like big presence i'm not like a commu- you know, you know a, a, a you know yeah like a, a community icon yeah, exactly. or I mean, so like some that. people yeah. like if if they if they ha- something happened to him like let's say johnny depp passed away like yeah. like a, a bunch of people would go to his funeral and all these kind of things i'm like i'm just i'm a nobody you know so it's like i would have a, like a handful of friends but who would even find out it was like, cause, I mean, I live alone, so it's like, shit, I mean, if I don't make it home, it's not like there's somebody to call, hey, like, we made it home, so it's like, I mean, it might be a couple days until dude, somebody even finds me, who fucking I knows? I knew a dude like that who lived on his own, and I found out he died months after he died because I finally saw on Facebook somebody just post like, hey, man, just rem- re- you know, remembering you today, and I'm like, what? And I thought to myself... How else would I know that he died? You know, nobody knows that we used to be friends. You know, we used to work together. Yeah. Nobody would think to reach out to me. So it's. I, mean, I, I had a friend who passed away around Christmas time, and well, I mean last year, and and I, the only reason I knew <clears throat> is because I sent him a text. I'm like, hey, bro, how you doing? Hope things are good. You know, Merry Christmas or whatever. And I never heard back. I didn't really think too much of it. But then, like his his son texted me like a couple of days later, and like, hey, I don't know how to tell you this. You know, but dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit, I didn't even, I had no idea. I'm like, I don't know if there's anything I could do. Is is there a funeral or calling hours or anything? I'm like, yeah, we already, we just had it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I haven't gotten back to you. I, it's been super hard dealing with everything. And, and I was like, holy shit. Like, the weird thing about that is how we can't control it. And like you were just saying, you would, you had no idea he would have. Yeah. I, I was at a Walmart back whenever, how many years ago it was. My buddy Chris, who I went to school with since Lafayette when I was what, first, second grade, whatever. I saw him at Walmart. He's walking down like the end of the aisle there with his dog food on his shoulder. And I'm standing in line, but I wanted to do what I normally do, you know, and just scream in the store. Hey, you know, I want to go see him. I hadn't seen him for a while. And I could remember vividly the rest of my life, him walking out the store, you know, his hat on backwards, his dog food up on his shoulder and all that. And it was the last day I ever saw him. He crashed his bike going down the road. Yeah. Never saw the kid again. And like, I wanted to say hi or say something to him. I yell at him, go talk to him for a minute. And I wish I would have jumped out of line and done that. It's like, holy shit, you don't know. Yeah, there will be a time where it's too late and you won't get to do that again. Because my buddy and I, we used to always go get Chinese food. We catch up every couple of months. We were always so busy. It was, it was hard. But we'd go get lunch, sit down and bullshit for two, three, four hours or whatever it was. And and now I'll never get to do that again. And it's it sucks. Yep. You know, and I, I love that dude. but So I, I guess... Just to, to wrap up this little segment, yeah. <laughs> little Sunday morning yeah. nihilism, yeah, a, a different kind of. We're just catching a, up after the two weeks, you know. <laughs> segue, <laughs> segue that we took here is yeah. just love. Somebody love, out there die, call in to the show. <laughs> love the people in your life because yeah. you'll never know when they're going to be gone. Yep. So, hundred percent. Love, love people while you can. All right. Well, anyway, let's let's get back into uh, today's topic. Today we're going to talk about drugs. Yeah, man. sweet. I like the exciting pose. There. Yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. Wish we could have seen that. I I think that it's fair to say that there is a drug epidemic going on in the U.S. in certain parts. I definitely know around here in Northeast Ohio, there have been lots of heroin overdoses and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. And I think that it's a topic that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Um, but again, on these special segments, this is the stuff we love to co- uh, yeah. talk about. The, 
Because like, like Andrew always says, we're just going to make everyone hate us, and <laughs> that'll oh, yeah. be the end of it. Just piss off everyone. I think, yeah, we're about 90% there. <laughs> Pissing off everyone's a good way to get topics generated, so works for me. Yes. Story of my life. Well, there's that. Yeah. So, anyway, we starting into then. We're going to jump right into it. Well, it's, it's such a vast topic. There's lots of different ways we could go, so I guess let's just hop right on in and just kind of see what happens. Well, one of the things that I wrote down from some of these websites and videos and stuff I've been watching is drugs are one of the richest and largest businesses in the world. It's 100%. Completely. Like Anybody who doubts that is like, just look at Mexico right now. Like, yeah. Look at all the illegal drugs that are being shipped over the border <laughs> and and people have so much money, they don't know what to do with it. Like, they're building it into houses and shit. And yeah, like putting well, it in that's what I mean. Cause... Some of the things that I found out, the way they're being, one, shipped, or two, tried to get across, or however. When I started finding out, I, I thought there was ten ways, maybe, that people usually try. There are a lot more than that. Oh, yeah. And some of these ways that, like, you really did that to try to squeak some drugs through the border. That's insane. But, whatever, I mean, it's just the shit that people do to pay off stuff or college kids that need some extra tuition or money or wow yeah <laughs> so i mean some of the videos that i watched was uh blew my mind it's so. it's certainly crazy i mean to think of especially <laughs> with like the mexico topic it's like think of how many deaths there are that are involved with the drug trade whether it be like just assassinating people who are trying to that stop we know it. about or the ones that just, just in general just in general okay i yeah. mean like th- think of a just a, a a farmer who walks across somebody's crop fields or yeah. whatever and oh and then they just execute him there because he found the found a, a drug shit. stash yeah. or whatever i mean like yep. the, the deaths have got to be just astronomical yeah you know for an illegal drug trade just because people the smallest you know, thing you did to wrong a cartel and didn't even know or really yeah you know had no idea you just accidentally like you said stumbled upon it there and yeah but it just just because just living your life you stumbled upon well, it's, it it's not even status because like they're they're <clears> feeling <throat> a need in society and i hate to say it that way but it really is a need because a lot of people want to have a distraction from their own reality we'll say because they're not happy with how things are going or maybe they just like like it because it's fun and they enjoy it there's nothing wrong with either one of those i mean it's just obviously anything taken too far is a problem but 100 percent, and that'll yeah we can talk about that later yeah and then we've we've got our government who's waged the war against drugs and done all this kind of shit and that's all bullshit because, okay, so they've made drugs illegal, so they've just created a criminal element, you know? And, like, well, what have they really stopped? What have they, what have they accomplished? Uh, nothing because drugs are readily available. You can find them just about anywhere. Everybody knows a guy who knows a guy who has a guy who can get you whatever you want, essentially. So it's like nothing's really happening. So I, I don't get what's going on. And then there's also, like, the big debate right now, um, a handful of states have legalized marijuana. Then not even just decriminalize it, but legalize it. Like, it's fine. Obviously, federally, it's still an offense, so there's a problem there. And the feds can come in and shut them down, and there's issues with that. But, you know, I, I wonder how much other drug uses have gone down now that, you know, weed's legal in those, in those you know, states. Yep. I haven't seen any kind of, you know, studies about that. But I do know that, you know, that they're making some good revenue on that. And that's, that's worked out well for those states. Because what is it now? What? California, Colorado, Washington. Hawaii, I think. Hawaii now. Hawaii or I New didn't York. know that. Yeah, I thought Hawaii was. No, there's no way New York legalized it's not New York. Weed. There's no way. Well, maybe New York's got the medical stuff then. I think Hawaii is. Well, yeah. Positive. But I mean, like recreationally to just make it legal. Yeah. legal. Definitely Colorado. My brother lives Michigan? there now. I mean, so. Michigan just got in on it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I did not know that. Yep. You. So. 
my brother, my brother, after the army getting stationed out there, he lives in Colorado Springs area now. So, I mean, that's what he works actually for. A, I don't know exactly what it is, but they, they split everything basically. <clears throat> so he's got all kinds of insight. He could give me or talk to me and tell me stuff about. So, I mean, if I want to dive into it a lot further, I could, and he was working. Though, I, couldn't I, I don't know him. if we need to go that far. No, I mean, but obviously we're just talking like general kind of top. He lives right but... there though. So, I mean, he knows all the stuff that's going on in general. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know many people that live out in California that really talk about or like talking well, like this stuff. So. I really believe that in a handful <clears throat> of years here, most of the states are going to legalize marijuana for recreational use. I really think that's going to happen. And I think the only thing keeping that from happening is a facade built up by, you know, people who, who want to believe that, you know, the drug wars are actually doing something. But mostly, I think it's just a complete waste of time. But Yeah, I mean, I, you'll you'll probably see you know, the end of that, even probably on a federal level, probably by the end of the next presidential term, most certainly. You think it'll be that soon? Oh, yeah. It, well, most definitely if it, if it's a, if a Democrat wins, I would say you'll see. I, I don't know how likely that is given I mean, all their candidates. I, here, here, I guess I'll say this. I don't, I don't know what type of opposition they can face. Like, I know they wouldn't make it like some sort of exec, executive order, but like, so I don't, I don't really know what, hoops they'd have to to jump through to get it passed who's really who who's really opposing it at this point i would assume the you know? big people who are opposing it are the lobbyists for the drug companies and i'm talking pharmaceuticals that. yeah that'd be the big fight yeah because i've i've got some statistics here that i that i had looked up and these are from 2017 so they're a couple <clears throat> years old a lot right. of the stuff I found was it wasn't very recent. It's, so, that's okay, yeah, but I mean, this is it's within two years, so it's it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But prescription drug sales, Pfizer was the number one company who made forty five point three five billion dollars. That's with a B billion dollars. Number three was Roche R O C H E. Maybe it's Roche. Maybe it's maybe it's fancy. I don't know. <laughs> think with your pinky up. They made forty one point <laughs> seven three billion dollars. <laughs> Number five was Johnson & Johnson, which that one kind of surprised me. I didn't realize they were into drugs. I knew there were lots of things. But Johnson & Johnson made $34.4 billion. And way down to number 10, Amgen, they made $21.8 billion. So, like, all these companies, obviously, in the top 10. Is that, like, Baby Lotion Johnson & Johnson? Johnson & like Johnson. Like that one that everyone oh, thinks yeah. is all oh, good yeah. for people yeah, and they, kids. They're in lots yeah. of things. But, okay. I mean, just think of that. Like, the top 10 made at least $21 billion. I mean, that's a lot of money that are in prescription drug sales. Yep. Like, holy shit. So I would assume those guys don't want to lose their clients to have them be smoking a little pot. Well, I think if you're, I mean, but all those prescription pills aren't, they're not just like pain, you know, they're not just like, you know, painkiller. No, of course I, not. No. Yeah. I would assume that those, and all that shit. I'm, well, I'm assuming they would cover like, like blood pressure medication. Oh, also. of course. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And when I was, when I was, I was. I was trying to find um, numbers on actual prescription drug sales because a big part of what I think is wrong with a lot of people, especially, I hate to say it, middle class white folk, is they believe that they're better than other people because, you know, obviously if you do drugs recreationally, then you're a bad or an evil person or it's it's horrible and this and that, but... But they're okay with going to their doctor and getting a prescription for drugs that are incredibly addictive and have all kinds of problems. And most people abuse the shit out of them because they have doctors who will just write them prescriptions because they make money and it's fine. And the drug reps give them kickbacks, so it's all good to go. 
and it's it's legal it's above board because i've got a prescription here so it's okay but i i think that's a real issue but when i was looking at um like prescription drug sales and that kind of stuff i found that most of the 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 money is kind of on your later years in life so i'd say like 50 plus age is like when they're getting you for your blood um like what would you call that like a blood um thinner yeah like a, maybe a thinner or something like yeah. that or um heart medication or this and yeah. that like those are the most expensive prescriptions mm-hmm. because well they're older they have money and they want to live so they kind of take advantage of that and they oh. and they, they jack up the price of that which to me is just criminal well let me ask can i ask you this so how okay if we're going to take this back to it's like most root level okay so we're all we're again we're we're gonna probably unanimously say the war on drugs is, was is a failure, unnecessary, an overstep of power. Very yes. unnecessary. Okay. Yeah. Very much. So great. So on the other side, though, you have these prescription drug companies, all right, and they're making these pills. And let's and let's we're gonna have to at least we're gonna have to acknowledge that these pills they work, right? That they that some that, of them work <laughs> for some well, certain amount of people. Yeah. So let, well, let, let's. I it mean, depends. Yeah, it depends on so, exactly. What so it that's is. the thing so, is we yeah, have. We, yeah. Well, we have to define first. What are they selling? Are they selling something that works, or are they selling snake oil? I mean, I think generally they're selling something that's we have. We we have to some extent trust what we're putting in our body. We're you know when we take a pill and we ingest it, we are putting a blind faith in a you know the FDA or something like that to make sure that it's not going to kill us. And it's right. going to do what it's told us that it's going to do yes. with with these certain side effects disclosed. All right. So we agree to the side effects. We take the pill. Okay. Now, capitalism uh, says that they can say, okay, you want that pill? Nobody else is making that pill. So I'm going to charge whatever I want for that pill. Yeah, 70 bucks for 10 of them. Here okay. Yeah. So if if we're for the government to get their hands off of – people smoking weed get out of that that war on drugs putting all these people away for you know marijuana possession all that stuff if we're gonna say okay let's nobody's all in on that but let's go all in on telling prescription drug companies what they can and can't sell for how much money i mean because then where then then all of a sudden now we're saying that somebody should be able to tell you what you can sell and how much you should be able to sell it for but on the other hand we're saying they shouldn't be able to tell you what you can sell and what you can sell it for and is well, illegal. Here's the problem is these are very complex issues that nobody, especially here, <laughs> sorry guys, is gonna have an answer to. Like a, a great example Yeah, but I'm saying we need to it's this is I'm not asking you guys for a solution to a problem. I'm just saying like we need to recognize we we have to like recognize the fact that if we're going to be if we're going to want government hands off of Everything. substances, yeah. then that also means <clears throat> that the prescription drug companies should should have should be given whatever, the same yeah. free yeah. reign over yeah. what they're doing, you know, and that's and that's kind of like I, I'm not gonna I don't want I'm not gonna derail the conversation into like a talk about like you know healthcare and stuff like that, but it's like at what point another day is you know healthcare a right? At what point are these medications a right to you at a price you can afford? At what price? Do, at, at what point does a company have a moral obligation, and for no other reason than it's a moral obligation. Nobody can give you any other reason for that, but an obligation to charge less because they made something that everybody needs. So they have an obligation to the public to make it available to them at an affordable price. I mean, that's right there. I mean, you're, you're going to pretend like you don't live in a world of made-up fantasy rules. There's one right there. 
somebody makes the rules Reed and on, yeah, as to play what then, should yeah. be accessible and what shouldn't be. I mean, so I, I, th- yeah. I think to make the argument a little bit more simple for for this conversation, obviously it's a very complex issue, is that we need to have some government oversight to make sure that things are done properly, that there's rules and regulations. So, I would so, agree. I would, so, yeah, so that I would way, agree. like a great example of this is like when you get cheap creatine mm-hmm. from China, all right, it is a lot of times cut with cocaine. Yeah. For them to smuggle things into the U.S. to have illegal drug sales. So a lot of times when you get this cheap stuff, because there's no regulations over there, they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want to. You can get tainted supplements that are supposed to be health and wellness and these kind of things, but they're... they're Adding to your coke yeah, addiction but, or something But because slightly. there's no yeah. government oversight and stipulations and testing and that kind of stuff, is you can get that stuff shipped in. A lot of, a lot of that same kind of ha- stuff happens with um, other kind of supplements with... Um, not not just creatine, obviously, but with other performance enhancing drugs and steroids oh, yeah. and that kind yeah. of stuff. Because a lot of these companies make them and they ship them in, and they may not clean things properly or do whatever. So you need to have some regulation, yeah, I mean, I... to make sure that stuff's safe, like from the FDA. And I get that, but there also needs to be, like you said, some sort of morality here mm-hmm. where they they can they they can make these and yes, make a profit. It's a business. I want you to make a profit, but I don't want you to gouge old people because they they want to hold on to their lives. Right. Yeah, and, but and they don't want to have diet and exercise. As much in their as life. as much common sense as that is, and is and is ethical as that is, you are still you're still imposing your own your own uh, moral standards on somebody else. They came up with it, you didn't, and you're trying to tell them why they should sell it, who they should sell it to, and for how much and for what reason. So it's like at what so in, in that point. You have your own little mini war on drugs there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because so it's I, I think that's just a question that, you know, I've never really heard. You'll never hear it asked of anybody of, with any power or significance because I don't even know who makes the decision. But some at some level, you know, somebody wants to decide, you know, what what these companies should be able to do with their products. They're already, you know, they're, and thankfully, and I agree with Matt, thankfully they are regulated to hell and back because, you know, we have, you have to have some sort of confidence, like I said, of what you're putting in your body. I think that. I think that's one reason why a lot of people go towards prescription drugs because they know what's in it. It's been tested. Yeah. And like, you obviously get an effect, like you had said, it's, it's not snake oil. It fucking works. But a lot of other people go towards, you know, recreational drugs or illegal drugs because, you know, that stuff works too, and it's more available, I would say, easier to get your hands on, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of times a little bit cheaper, <laughs> depending on what you're doing, because, absolutely, because, yeah, you can go fill a prescription of painkillers like Vicodin or Oxycontin or Oxycodone or all that kind of stuff, and it doesn't cost you very much. It's ludicrous how, how low those, those things are compared to other drugs, but when you go to buy those on the street from somebody who doesn't have a prescription, like, they're pretty expensive. Right. Yeah, I mean, you you're going to see a little bit of a curb in that. I think because people, you know, if you go to um any type of emergency room now, they're they have much they have a lot uh more stringent um stringent. That's <laughs> strict. Just say strict. I, I think I yeah, right. I think I messed up, you know, stringent with stringent. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> <I got> you. <laughs> okay. But uh yeah, as far as dishing those pills out it's, now, yeah, yes. now. So but I, years I, ago, they were very easy oh, to get your well, hands. Well, yeah, on. it was like yeah. you know, it was like 
trying to get a mortgage then compared to trying to get one now. I mean, so yeah, they're they're making it much more, you know, they're, that's kind of the government solution to everything is just to pile on, you know, another 500 pages of rules and regs on yeah, everything. Which so. is which is understandable because <laughs> there are a lot of people who are overdosing on opiates. Yeah, you, they have to do something, and you know, you've got to. You gotta you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. So let's start at the you know, let's start at the point of access for at least most of the people, yeah, who aren't buying them on the street. This you know, that solves nothing. I guess it keeps people from getting them and reselling them, I guess, but um you know, you you've gotta start somewhere, so uh Yeah, but I just but also I mean back back to your same point here is I don't believe that people should just say, Hey, well I made this medication, it does this and that and I'm gonna charge you you know, an astronomical fee just, I got because, the monopoly on just it, because so I can. Yep. I mean, like, that doesn't seem right to me. I mean, you're, you're right. right. No, a, it doesn't. In, in, a, yeah. in a free market, there's nothing wrong with that. A good example of this is the EpiPen. You know, because, like, not, not too many years ago, whoever made the EpiPen, whoever company was in charge of that, jacked up the price, and they put, like, this crazy shelf life on it where you had to get a new one every year or two or whatever it was if you didn't use it. And I think they charged you like five hundred dollars for one of those, and, it's and like, they were looked at as the devil. Yeah, charging that. and I think that's ludicrous because it's not. It's it's not more again. Like it's it's a business. I want you to make money. I'm okay with that, but that's just gouging people because you can, which to me is wrong. So, in the term of people saying it's just business, like sports or whatever else, when does morality ever? Imply yeah, and that's that? what I'm saying. I mean, it's like and people. It's they throw that right yeah, out the window. Everybody wants to like you're just projecting your own morality you want to people want to act like they're you know especially you know it, it, either there's an ultimate good or there or there's not especially when and money if, comes and into if there it, is, though, morality and, and if there is no ultimate good then who are you who, who are you other than a clump of cells to tell me what to charge for this product i made like who are you what are you you're you are not you are nobody to tell me that except but the, the thing is though truth is a lot of times defined by perception and when you've got the entire mob perceiving somebody as evil for charging, you know, a ludicrous amount for a drug, then those people then are, that's how society has then deemed them evil and, you know, throughout history will then snuff them out either via, you know, violence or, uh, you know, just no more influx of capital. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but it's a, it's a, it's a shitty rough road. I, I mean, I've watched my grandmother complain when I took her to the pharmacist to get stuff that a year prior or two years prior was, I don't know, $120 less that just, you know, her, her, her income's not increasing much anymore. She worked her life and she has her set amount of money that she gets back and whatnot. It's not like, you know, somebody else that was uh ex-husband she was married to she was married to for so many years died and she gets more possibly or something like that it's not like that's going to continue happening the rest of her life so it's not like her income like i said is going up she's not working new jobs or anything but they keep jacking up her bill prices and yeah it's it's a look it's it's, it's a problem maybe that's a reason right there. A, somebody's like is, i can't wait to just get the hell out of here it's so just like you know it's just like the flip side of the gun debate <clears throat> it is a problem yeah no doubt about it. Yeah. It's, in, it's impacting people negatively in real life. And yet the solution requires some sort of moral overstepping, which, you know, if you're going to acknowledge Who's it, gonna do it, if you yeah. want to, if you want to acknowledge it and say, yes, then there is, then, then fine. Then acknowledge that There is an ultimate good, that there is a set good out there, a set yeah. value of good. And you can't, if you're going to tell me that, you know, 
you're going to try to tell people what to charge for their prescription drugs and, you know, whether or not they should be able to own a gun or not, and yet you don't want to you don't want to concede that there's an ultimate good out there, then you're just your 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 thinking has no and on that on no that side of the argument where like my grandmother was somebody's you know at the point they can't pay for stuff or if they do keep jacking the price stuff like that, which I have had these talks with friends or family and whatnot where this is the part of us paying taxes that they are 100 percent completely okay with. Go ahead and raise my taxes because I know that's going towards. Those old people and who that's, can't pay yeah, for stuff, and, and it's me doing my con- contribution. The people here's the thing, know, though: the people that aren't that aren't <clears throat> for those taxes, it's right. not that they're not for the money going to that place. And it's the roads, a, it's and that they know stuff. that money yeah, will be mismanaged. Yeah, they right. don't trust the government; they've right. already mismanaged the money. That's how been I feel. Given. It's 100. percent Why just, should I give them more money? To I'm mismanage? giving their side of the argument. That yeah. I've had these talks with people that that's how they, you know, they will till they're blue in the face, bright red face, where they are 100. percent Don't you feel like that is? That's them asking me, don't you feel like that is you're helping your grandmother right there because that part that she can't pay for, you might have contributed to with Medicare, Medicaid or whatever that is helping Mm -hmm. her, you know, some of our bills from the car accident got taken care of from that stuff because my insurance didn't cover it. Yeah. And I feel like a piece of shit myself because I feel like I owe anybody that's helped out with that. That's not right way no, to think I mean, but no, that's I mean, the thing that's... is pe- when people are left to their own devices to yeah. their own free will that's what they will do they will swarm in and help yep. because that's that's what our naturally our instinct is most to do, normal good is we swarm we're like our own beings. white blood cells yeah. we we see a problem and we swarm in to help yeah. it's when what we don't like is being told when to fucking help yeah. Yeah. and how to help yeah, don't force who me to, to help force me yeah. to help this person but if you leave people to their own devices <clears throat> you'd be surprised yeah, what you're gonna get, and the fact is, you'll get the free market in most cases, and um, you know, the only successful free market in human history. It works. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, moving on a little <laughs> bit here, what are you guys' thoughts on decriminalizing and or making legal all drugs? I'm fine with that. Like I said on the Facebook, well, let's go to all, and then there's certain things you can check. I'd imagine some of the heavy, heavy, heavy shit, but. I think it should be fine. Like I said on Facebook, when people started commenting that you should be left alone, your own free will and everything to do, put in your body, do whatever you want, grow whatever crap you want, all this stuff to where you face the consequence, having unprotected sex, all that. You're going to have to face your fuck up. I, I think there's two sides to that coin. And so. and I think that, yeah, that's the, that's the great libertarian <laughs> utopia right there is complete legalization, no government oversight. Right. But on the flip side, like, does that mean that then those people are then forfeiting their right to have themselves resuscitated with tax dollars in a hospital bed? You know, like if you're going to if if you're going to be government hands off there, then then does the government no longer any obligation then to save you? I guess all that to say, like, yes, in an ideal society with people thinking clearly you would like to think that we could have you know we have right now people are free to go out and eat their lawnmower if they want to but people aren't doing that right. because they have sense <laughs> but you have to the reason why people know that drugs will kill you and still do them is because you know eating a lawnmower doesn't feel good doing a bunch of drugs does so you have like to how eating a lawnmower yeah. is what you want with. so you have to you have to acknowledge that reality when you say that if if you did legalize everything and you left people to their own devices to pick and choose for themselves, ultimately what they're going to do. I mean, I, I think 
in a if you live if everyone lived in a bubble, that would be the ideal way to go. But you, the fact that you have to live in a society, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel on one hand, I feel hypocritical in a sense, saying that there that we do need to have things that are prohibited. But on the other hand, it's like you know, I know, like you. And I, I got in big trouble on Twitter on this, and I even kind of said it sarcastically. Man, a bunch of people came after me for this, and I was just cracking up about the whole thing. But you know, they people want like you know hallucinogenics legal, like like you could just be able to go buy mushrooms and eat them. And I'm thinking to myself, like I've done mushrooms before. Okay, <laughs> it's it's as fantastic of an, of an experience as that was. I don't want to be out and I don't want to be out in public having to worry. That there's going to be dude on mushrooms coming my way because I don't know what's going to be going okay. through that mind. And I understand where you're coming from with that kind of aspect. And do I have to – and, you know, and should I be – you know, should I feel like my safety is compromised because this guy no longer has a, an abject hold on reality who's walking towards me? But, and, but, that, but that's not fair because drugs are illegal and, <clears throat> and people still get them now and they're doing them now. And and they're going to do that anyway. Like what what I I like about the idea. No, if you're but if they're if they're all legalized, I mean there are, there are people that do don't do drugs now purely for the fact that there is a stigma, a a government created illegal. stigma yeah. around them True. that they are raised to say I don't want to break the law. I'm not going to break the law, so I'm not going to do drugs. And but that's, if that's enough to keep somebody off drugs, does that not make I'm you know playing devil's advocate here, but does that not make the war on drugs successful in that respect that? There are kids out there that are just brought up to not want to break the law. And they know that if you do drugs, you're going to break the law. So maybe for no other reason other than that, they're not going to do drugs. And that's fine. But that's maybe, why you put an age limit on but it. But if, if you can go to Giant Eagle and you know buy some ecstasy, yeah. how many more people are going to – like you said, like people are um, – you know, you're, you're out there and you're, people are doing these prescription drugs because they're readily available and they're government sanctioned. If – or government, you know, the government says you can take them. So people are like, "Fine, I'll take them, and I'm better than you because the government said I can take them." If they say the same thing about ecstasy, um, or heroin, and they, the government says I can take, you can take heroin, aren't all those same idiots going to say, "Well, I'm going to take heroin because the government says, you know, the government doesn't have, you know, they're not stopping me, so I'm going to try it." Okay, and but- we know for a fact that it's scientifically addictive. So you're basically selling somebody their own death. So at what point then are we coming back around to where's the where's the moral ambiguity in basically selling someone their own death certificate? All the only question that I have with that is what's the difference? Because if somebody does are doing that with cigarettes right if now. If somebody and doesn't alcohol. do that with illegal drugs, it doesn't mean they won't do it with legal drugs. Because so so ultimately me, we're well, saying that people are gonna do what is that basically what we're saying here? Well, of course that's gonna be the case. People are gonna do what they're gonna do no matter what. But the the argument here against like the heroin thing right there, like you just said, that it's scientifically proven to be addictive and going to cause death and the problems, I call bullshit. Because back in Vietnam, a lot of our GIs overseas were addicted to heroin. A lot of them were. Okay. And they were doing that to get over the bad situation they were in because they didn't like where they were at. A lot or the of pain. Were, a lot of them were drafted. Yeah. There's all kinds of issues with this. Like we, let's, let's not go down that road. But – <laughs> Almost all of them. I'm talking 90 plus percent of those GIs who came home. When they came, they came home, they were addicted to heroin, but they had a family support structure. They had good ways to get over it, and they quit the habit. They, they didn't become heroin addicts that 
ended up killing themselves from overdosing because because they, they were just know. shooting up. That's the first time I've ever heard anything like that. So I don't. There, there, are, there are yeah. Look it up. You there can, are proven studies on that one. I and will second that. I've, you're gonna tell me that 90 percent of Vietnam veterans came back and got cured off of heroin because not all families who came back that were addicted. Okay, were able to give it up, and they they lived a normal life. Yeah, there are of course there are people out there, but the 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 the, the structure and the support systems that if somebody would need to get over that on their own uh, exists so few and far. I mean, the family unit right now is hanging on by a thread. Okay, That's also but true. it's going to be it's I mean, in a hundred years. It's going to be you know you're going to you know you'll be laughed at if you're. I, I'd like to know the stats on that as well, though, you're, because you're I know dad, all the dads will be laughed at. For family dads. families are. Fucking falling apart, okay, yes, but it's I, not all families. And I understand so. all that stuff. But like, what, what I'm thinking about here is, so what if we took the money that we're spending on these drug wars and put them into rehab facilities or centers for people to go get help if they need it? Now you it. just created another prison system, people in and out of rehab. There, there's some of that, and that's absolutely going to happen. But I, God, I heard this on a podcast recently. I forget which country it was. I want to say it was like Argentina or something like that, that they had legalized drugs, and they took all the money they were spending to fight drugs to help people get off of drugs where they could, if, if they were addicted to heroin, they would have a safe place where they could go. They could shoot up heroin and they would be there in a center where they would be monitored and watched and make sure they weren't given. Is that going to happen here though? Of, I mean, of course not because again, yeah. it's, it's going to hurt. Right. The, we, it's it's going to hurt the bottom line clinic. for people who are making money. Yeah. But it's like, it's just like, it's just like the uh, legalizing the weed part. And like some people have said, Oh yeah, we're going to use all the the taxes from this, 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 and this to use this. And like, that's not what's going to happen with it. And we all know that. Well, the, the ones that pay attention know damn well, or people with sense, like you said, know damn well that if you just slap taxes on all of it because it's legal, it's going to fix all these problems. We're going to use the road and blah, blah, blah. It's, they're going to use those taxes for their stupid shit again, as they're always doing I mean, now. So, I got, it's not going to go for what it should, like the rehab centers to fix people. It's going to go for other bullshit. It definitely could. I mean, so far, so far, the marijuana experiment has been <clears throat> successful. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like, you know, you're talking like, um, you know, hundred billion dollars in in tax revenue and stuff like that for Colorado, just in, you know, those opening, those opening years. Right. I mean, it's, it's, obviously you can't, you know, I'm not accounting for every dollar, but by and large, I mean, it's been recognized by the government, by 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 both the people making the money, growing it and selling it, right. and the people taxing it. It's been kind of like been a win win for for both sides. See, in my mind, in my mind. The marijuana, <clears throat> like we just discussed a little earlier, I mean, you were talking about shrooms. Marijuana and shrooms both, I know opium grows here, but I mean, those are natural. Yeah. Unless they're laced, obviously. But heroin X, all that shit, the, everything that's man-made or meth, all that stuff that's put together chemically is not. So that should not ever be able to be sold in a store in my mind. Pot and shrooms, fine. Yeah, to me, I, Go don't, for it. I, don't think, I don't think pot is a good example because to me... It's ludicrous that it's illegal. I don't understand why why <clears throat> cigarettes and alcohol are legal because those are yeah. drugs. They are mind-altering substances. Those are legal, but weed's not, even though that's a natural thing that just grows you know, on, the, on this earth. I don't understand. To me, it's, it's ludicrous. Which is what I said with the hard stuff, like you said, the X or whatever. All the things that are chemically compound and put together or something's mixed or batched or whatever, no, in my mind. Just my opinion, one person. The stuff no, that fine. I mean, yeah, the stuff that you can grow in your you backyard. Yeah, yeah, the stuff that you can grow in your backyard, like fucking tomato plants that yeah. we got back there or whatever, in our little garden thing. 
you want to go pick something off, crush it up, smoke it, and if it fixes your fucking problems, or eat a mushroom or whatever, and it fixes your problems, why not? You're doing it at your home, on your property, whatever, or you're with, I mean, whatever. If you're, like yeah. you said, going into Giant Eagle and buying stuff or whatever, if, you go, if there's ever a point in our life where we can go to Giant Eagle and buy X, any form <laughs> of it, any form of even the low dose or that whatever. Not, that, I don't see that. that yeah. Or heroin <laughs> or cocaine or meth. Okay, so what? what if, that is fucking ludicrous to me. And that's when I can't I imagine know, it, but who knows? No, but that's when I know the world is taking a shit yeah. when that happens. But but people can buy it now. That's what I'm saying. Like they're going to go to the, the right. corner and buy it from. But a it's drug black dealer. marketed now. Like what some of the people talked about on Facebook, which is what I love. The points were brought up because the black market bullshit is what causes a lot of this stuff. I mean, everybody's going to do it where it's super illegal. Okay. Now, here's here's a question that I have, too. Like, if things were, like, magically legalized from some libertarian getting in office, they write an executive order, which personally I think is wrong. They should not be able to do that. All those should be revoked. But, like, w- what happens with the drug cartels? They're not going to go away. Nope. They've got shit tons of money. What's going to happen then? I- I've heard stories of drug cartels having, like, pot fields and stuff in the u.s because now it's legal mm-hmm. and they run that with they an got iron, their hands and everything they run it with an iron fist because yep. they're a criminal element it's, it's not some farmer who wants to like switch from making you know soybeans and corn to like, actually make some money and do some pot i mean it isn't in some cases well, we, in some cases yeah. sure but now there's a criminal element that's running that because it's legal for them to sell like what kind of problems is that arise? the fact that you brought that up can we segue into this shit that i wrote down Let's here okay perfect so with all the research and the stuff that I was looking up that we had for Mexico, just because that's the biggest fucking problem, obviously. Canada, you said that between Canada's laws and our Can- laws, it's coming Canadians in. Canadians are too damn nice. Right. It's, exactly. They're not just going around murdering people. They're <laughs> right. going to sell some There drugs. are brothers to the, the <laughs> north, you know. So it, between the laws between us and them, it is it is a lot less. It's a lot harder, whatever. But the, the things that I found from Mexico, they had well over 90% are just legal attempts to come into this country again. Like I said, we're looking up these things. We had 90% was heroin, 88% was cocaine, 87% was meth, 80% was fentanyl. They're legally coming into the U.S. or making attempts to come through. But fentanyl is a legal drug. It's killing people, though. I understand yeah, it is. right. Because people are overdosing. This was just what they had. legal prescription This is drug. from a 2018 USA Today source, and that's where I found this, and I went off part of this, and then I started looking up other shit, too, that... um. A lot of these things, all these all these legal ways that they're coming into the countries, like building them into cars where it is on the innards of the innards of the car or the truck or the vehicle or the Jeep or whatever. And people are driving these back across or somebody went on a vacation trip and bought this, just randomly went to this spot and bought this vehicle and didn't even know it was in there, but they were tagged. And somebody knew once it came back across the border, they were going to go kill those people that own that vehicle and take the car to get the drugs out of it because they were sending one of the vehicles they had was a $6 million car with just all the drugs that was built and packed inside this vehicle put together yeah. and the innards of it and whatnot. There were, I mean, the tunnels and everybody knows about, they had U S college students. They wanted to pay off debts or earn money. Extra ways were sticking it in their suitcase, bringing it back with their shit, buying something. I say buying in quotes because they were buying something that they knew somebody provoked them or told them, Oh yeah, this and has all this shit in. Mule, yeah. yeah. People are sending it over in fish, fish. Mm-hmm. So people are getting their imports and everything. Fish. I mean, I just saw a story just like last week. This girl got caught in the airport. She had a a, a uh, like an IV bag of liquid cocaine yeah. sewn in inside of her flesh, yeah. like they, in like her side yeah. of her ass cheek. They would make they would make fake implants. That's another one of the yeah. things that was on here. They have baby submarines too. If you've never seen that shit, go look that up on YouTube. Oh, look into that, some of those. I think I know. What they right. call them baby or disposable. 
$500 million sometimes they spend on these fucking things because it's a mini sub that only has one or two people operating it packed full of drugs that just goes everywhere it can underneath the water to try to get past a border or a crossing Yeah. so that nobody sees it. And it's it, the Coast Guard's caught so many of these. And it says that the subs, when the people would bail out of them, they call them disposable because they would just bail, let the shit sink, and then they'd try to swim away or get away from the Coast Guard or whoever they're getting caught by. Hmm. I mean, that's the risks they're taking. It's such a multi-billion dollar industry that that's the risks they're taking. They don't care about losing $500 million over whatever span for a couple subs that they built putting all this shit into, including the drugs, that that's okay. It's a good win-loss. That's fucking crazy. It's ludicrous. That yeah. is insanity. And that shit's happening. So talking about the aspect of it where it's the richest business in the world, they were saying that think about how many how many ways people are going to try to do things to get this shit across borders or get it into where U.S. being the biggest drug users, I think U.S. and Australia, I'm not sure of that. Don't quote me. But, really, the Aussies? Yeah, right. But wow, I don't know. It's just it, it's fucking crazy. Oh, donuts and pastries. That was another one. That was fun. I watched a video on that. That was fascinating. <laughs> someone someone randomly bought some shit. I, I don't know if it was in Cancun or somewhere else, but they had three of the dozen donuts they bought. They were at that bakery, and then they ended up catching the guy at the bakery or something like that. Later, there was some connection to somebody that knew somebody or whatever the hell the connection was. Like. The smallest person that knows somebody will try to put that shit, because they're connected to a cartel, they will try to put that shit into their family's, friend's, cousin's business or whatever, because they know it might be a way to get it imported somewhere else. Fucking ludicrous, like yeah. you said. That That's that's crazy. It, I, it just it baffled me. Just, just doing a couple of days worth of looking into it, looking stuff up online, watching a couple of videos. I was just like, fuck. And people don't even know about this. Some people don't care, obviously. But imagine the shit that those people go through to try to... Just drugs alone. I mean, it's and that's a lot of that's the hard stuff too. Math, coke, whatever, heroin. I mean, big ones. Yeah, they're, so, not, they're not gonna waste their time on yeah, you know, like easy things. Yeah, and I again, I I don't mind I, I, because I've I have smoked pot and tried shrooms. I was like Dave Chappelle with the shrooms thing. Tastes like shit. I wasn't really high, you know. I was kind of. <laughs> I might have been more drunk or high at the time as a young man when I did it, where it just didn't affect me. But I don't want to eat shitty mushrooms ever again because it just didn't taste good. So, I mean, <laughs> smoking pot, though, I don't, I know so many functioning people in my life or I've ever met that just, you'd never know if they didn't say anything. And they're a natural part of society. They're good people. They don't yeah. do anything wrong. You know, they go in their garage or their house or wherever the hell they sit in their basement, whatever they want to do it at, and they just, they light up whenever they want and never cause a fucking problem. Yep. Somewhere out there in the universe, there is, you know, there is a parallel earth where we we legalized weed instead of alcohol back in the day. Didn't they have that? And what's that? Didn't they have that at one point? What was it? 1930s when it got illegal? Marijuana? Um, I'm pretty sure it was 1930s something. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not certain. But, like, yeah, I'd like to know where we'd be right now if you had... Or maybe that was the war on drugs when it started. It was people going out. I mean, imagine like what, what the crime... How how much better the crime rate would be. You know? I yep. mean, imagine how... There were just... How many less, like, sexual assaults there would be. How much less rape there would be. I mean... If alcohol wasn't weed. Yeah, if it, if, you, if it was weed instead of alcohol. Yeah. I mean, dude, it... 
I mean, I can't think of I can't think of a single change that you could make that would have such a big impact on society than if you would have just gone one over the other back yeah, then. Yeah, it's, it's ludicrous to me how that's legal. I mean, just to, and not, not to mention like health expenses and stuff. I mean, how much how, how much we we've, we've spent as a country treating people with you know alcohol you know that 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 have been you know ravaged by alcohol. I mean, it's like people it's that like, have lost their careers, lost their families. I feel like it's slightly like the gun debate or the mass killing, shooting, stabbings, whatever the hell, banning it, whatever. It, we've seen people do whippets, you know, with the you can do that with fucking whipped cream cans or whatever the you know any kind of um, like aerosol. can, yeah, the airsoft. Thank That's you. Nitrous where, oxide, yeah, right? where uh, wacky wall bangers people were doing when I was in high school. I mean, that was something fucking crazy. People doing bath salts, which was something completely legal to I had a guy running down the street trying to break into our house and our neighbors' houses that was fucked up on bath salts, got strapped down to a hospital chair and the ambulance got there. They had him in straps, trying to give him a shot, and he would not stop. He was just fucking spastic. Ah, they're trying to they're trying to get me, they're trying to get me. They couldn't even give him a shot to calm him down. Off of something you could legally buy to dump in your bathtub and make your body feel well. Dude, fix sore yeah, muscles and all kinds of shit like high that. Exactly. Have... It's like they're if there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And when, when I wrote that down and I was looking for this stuff, like I said, the way they're sending this shit into the states or other countries, like people were putting it inside metal bolts. They found 45 pounds of metal bolts stuffed with cocaine. They were just fabricated bolts to make it through inspection and all that. Just looked like bolts. You know, big old, big old uh, something you need for industry or construction or even at your your shop. You know. People were doing it so much to where they had videos of guys on the walls that were America-Mexico borders. The walls, they had built a man-made fucking welded-on catapult where all they would do is climb up this wall, take this little round basket that was welded against the side of the wall on the Mexico side, put the drugs and shit in it, and fling it over. And then somebody was supposed to go out there at night or whatever it was and search for it, try to get through border control and all that to look for whatever they found that was catapulted in the area risk the snake bites and all the things that they did trying to find that whatever package or packages to get the drugs into the States. Again, if there's a will, there's a way this shit's going to happen. Yeah. Human human beings are fucking flawed and crazy. Well, I mean, it's, it's not even just that is like people are just looking to escape their own lives or do whatever. I mean, look at all the prescription drugs. Yep. You know, I mean, a lot of people think that they're better than everybody else because they're not a drug addict because their doctor writes them a prescription. Or like Andrew, like you had said earlier, it's like a lot of people like to think that, hey, you know, um, I don't want to do anything illegal, so I'm not going to do any illegal drugs or whatever. So I'm just going to do legal ones. And like, and that, that's kind of like my my thing. Like I, I've well, I, I smoked pot before. Like that, that's been it. You know, like and I I didn't really get like a huge buzz. Oh, granted, I I've not had some of this like Californian alien space weed like everybody's talking about on these podcasts that <laughs> yeah. now that it's legal they can start to experiment with that kind of stuff I yeah. just had like crap ditch weed whatever was like available or what have you but it's just it wasn't for me like alcohol is my drug of choice because mm. it's legal I like the way it makes me feel I enjoy it like I don't abuse it you know like I'm, I'm not that bad like if everything's fine like granted when I was like 21 I had a bit of an issue but I realized very quickly like okay like this, this is a problem. I need to address this, and I've and I've come to a certain point where it's now. I don't have to stay away from it because I don't worry about relapse or anything else. Because like now I know, like hey, I can have some, I can enjoy it, but I need to know when enough's enough. And right. yeah. I don't, I don't get super plastered or anything else. I just want to feel a little buzz and have some fun. 
Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I tend to do like 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 you said, like like Andrew, like more more of like the legal stuff. So mm-hmm. so like you know, alcohol is my drug of choice for sure. But we also have to talk about the fact that you know, caffeine is a drug. Yep. It alters your state of mind. Sugar is a drug that is super highly addictive. Oh, yeah. Ruins people. You know. So it's like. I think mix the, them I, together and call them an energy drink. That's great for people. Well, I, I just I, I think that the, the the people who think that all oh, these drugs are bad and they're addictive or this and that like they're horrible as they're munching down like on cookies and donuts and whatever and drinking large coffees and everything else and like oh I'm better than they are or whatever and it's like no like you you're using an addictive mind altering substance yeah. that that you that you can't get away from because if people stop doing caffeine like they're gonna have headaches. Yep. I mean, we know, we all know a bunch of people who are Every morning when you wake up, if you have it so it. much that week and you don't have it for a day or two, and then you wake up and you got fucking migraine pounds, yeah. like, what the hell is going on with my body right now? And then you go, well, we didn't have coffee yet. The fact that we actually have the conversation, me and my wife both, that maybe we need to go get some coffee. It's just one cup. You know, I was at one point in my life drinking four or five energy drinks in a day. Ooh. I got addicted bad. And then it's been ever since, this was six, seven years ago, I'd say at least my last job, whenever the hell that was, I mean, it was bad. I was just standing there. The job was waiting on the molding press, you know, somewhere five, 15 minutes, whatever. It depends on what it was. Some of it was putting stuff into a, a sander, a giant sander, and just letting it come out the other side. You weren't really moving a whole hell of a lot. I got into a rhythm of it where it, it's like sitting in an office, even you're not moving much, you know, whatever. I just started drinking energy drink. All right, fuck yeah, I'm good, you know? And then I drank another one, and then I needed another one, and then I needed another one. And by the time the day came, it was four of them down. I watched a couple of videos of... One was a stupid thing of, like, The Thousand Ways to Die. You ever seen that show? Yeah, I've seen it. Some lady went in, to, she was an intern or something, went in, and I don't know how true this one was, but it scared the fuck out of me enough that worked. So she went into her boss just dropping papers off, and she'd been up all night working on stuff. She was the intern doing whatever she could to get that job that she wanted. She had, I think, five or six. And I was like, fuck, I'm pretty close to that at one point. And right about the time that I was doing it, I was watching the show, you know. And she walked into her boss's office to hand a piece of paper to him one day and just fucking collapsed. And they had no idea what was wrong with her. Called the ambulance and all that. And within so many minutes or seconds or whatever it was, her heart blew up. Yeah. And you can't see all that shit I mean, to know that. You, but you, I mean, you, yeah, see, like. That fucking freaked me out, though, yeah. so I just... It's it's not really possible to drink enough caffeine to to kill you, but I think it could definitely exasperate... I mean, those things have a lot of other shit condition. mixed in them, though, also, with the taurine yeah. and the gorian and all that, whatever, however you say those fucking it, goofy words. If you actually look up the real numbers of what it takes to die... Like 500 from, cups from of coffee certain, or something. Yeah. I mean, depending on the blend, honestly, yeah. and also depending on your body weight and age and those kind of things... Yeah. Um, it's it's not really doable. I mean, you'd have to be just pounding it and not. You would die it. of overhydration before yeah. you would die I mean, of caffeine. I mean, I mean, it's but, cer- but it's the cer- sugar though, that's also in it those. It certainly is possible. Yeah. Whereas it's incredibly unlikely. But it's just it's, hey. it's to my point where it's like those are super addicting things, but nobody freaks out about it because like they're it's sold legal. every day. It's yeah. legal. It's yeah. like walks, the- if somebody walks down the street with a Starbucks, you know, in their hand. Nobody thinks anything of it, but that is a mind-altering drug. It really is. Well, it's, I mean, the caf- caffeine and sugar—it's, you know, it's it's basically it's prescribed to us by it's basically prescribed to us by our government to sustain us, keep us, you know, active, working, productive members of society, generating tax revenue. You know, they want to make sure that we've got 
um, you know, all the caffeine and all the sugar that we could possibly need. And then they want to make, you know, and then all the, you know, the beer and the cigarettes to take the edge off at the end of the day. Um, it's a great, it's a complete, it's a Stuff great, in it's the a great cycle in the face in the morning and we're in right drinking now. at night, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, it's, they got us right where they want us, man. Even if, even if people don't want to yell or yell at the conspiracy theorists or any kind of thought that might be like that, seriously fucking look at it. You wake up in the morning. Yeah, like you when smoke you're, a cigarette you're or you you're drink energy drinks, coffee, and then at night you want to wind down, you want to relax with your friends, yeah. whatever weekends, you drink. Oh yeah, it's just how it works. Self, There's a lot of people that do it like that. And the 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 thing that I always want to bring up is like, who cares? Like if somebody right. if somebody wants to have a little fun, like who cares? Like I, mean, I like to have a couple of drinks. One of the biggest. You know, if if weed was legal, I'd probably smoke a little bit here and there. And I'm, and from what a lot of people talk about, I would love to try edibles. Mm-hmm. Like they say, it's more of like a hallucinogenic experience than it is like a high, like the pot is. Yeah. Like that to me sounds like fun. Obviously, I want to do it in a safe environment where I know what I'm getting. I don't want to get come to Vegas with me next week. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get something laced in with what. I don't want to snort some coke that could right. be laced in with whatever. I don't fucking know. Like I don't want to do that. That 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 doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. But I just I don't see it as a big deal if I want to get a little high. And I want to like screw around a little bit and have some fun. Do you like Sour Patch Kids? I love Sour Patch. Go kids. for the Sour Patch Edibles; they're the better. See, ones. but I don't. I don't agree with that because <laughs> I've, I've heard stories like on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, where they say they give you a, a gummy bear. Yeah, and they're it's square, like, and it's like two hundred milligrams yeah. or whatever. And they say you're nah. supposed yeah. you're supposed to eat like an arm. Yeah, like who has okay, an arm? First of like, all, fuck ridiculous. the gummy bears. No, no. Eat the square. No, no, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Okay, yeah. they're ten milligrams. Yeah. And dude, you can get them in Reese's. And cups. if you don't, yeah. And if you're not smoking, then yeah, you eat eat a half if you want to be high. Eat yeah. the whole thing if you want to be like if you want to trance out for a little bit. And again, like you it's said, it simple, depends right? on who the hell you are because sometimes, again, okay, I should have been clear about that. I've had edibles also, but it depends on who you are. Sometimes it just makes you fucking tired. I mean, when we were young kids, we made the mistake of mixing hash brownies the wrong way or whatever it was and the whole next three days of my job fucking sucked listen and so that was the worst 18 year old experience (laughs) of my life okay well because it wouldn't go away i'll tell you your body from the food it just sat there my brother and i made (laughs) we made some we tried making like some peanut butter you know with like a bunch of leftover stuff and so first of all the peanut butter it tasted like he like burn it it tastes like absolute shit yeah (laughs) <laughs> but so I remember like reluctantly like trying just spreading a bunch of it on this piece of toast, and uh, I I didn't get off the couch until I was we after I ate it I was like man this we like we messed it up this didn't work like yeah. you know you, you didn't know what you're doing you didn't make it right or whatever I didn't get off the couch until not the next day but the next day at like four p.m. <laughs> That's how, like, if, yeah. you don't, if you don't know what you're doing with yeah. edibles and you just think, like, and you're eating, like, and you expect, like, oh, I'm not, I just ate it and I'm not high. Right. So I'm just going to eat. Everyone like, says it takes, like, what, 45 minutes to an hour to kick in. Yeah. And what most people do is they have some, like, oh, I'm not feeling them, have some more. Oh, I'm not feeling them, have some more. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, an hour, an hour and a half later, it kicks in and then they're just wasted. That's well, the problem, the problem when you have four or five guys sitting around that, one, we can't bake worth a shit first off we're 18 years old we're not really great at just whipping brownies up none of us were so we're all drinking anyway we're all smoking anyway and then well we're hungry now so we eat a whole fucking pan of brownies that was thursday put you out for (laughs) that was thursday night you know friday night when we went a night shift saturday night and sunday night were the worst three days of our life and two of us worked together you know and my job at the time was 
stacking trusses at 84 lumber. So I was outside running around physically lifting these big fucking heavy things up or using the metal arms to raise them. And it's a physical job. You are not in the rights. I fell off a ladder that weekend and it pissed me off and hurt so bad that I just, I never, I fucked my foot up that day and I fell on. Yeah, it was, it was not good. It's not like a, it's not (laughs) like an alcohol hangover. I don't, I can't speak for Jake, but it's, it's like your brain is just, it's just like. It feels like just like a pile of like slop. It was the haze. Like yeah, like you it, can't. It was the shitty haze. You can't focus. Yeah. on anything. My depth perception was off, which is yeah. exactly why I think I fell off. I think the they ladder, call it like mush brain, and that's exactly yeah, what it feels. It like. It was mush. Yeah, and I mean brownies too. Think about it. brownies are pretty fucking heavy. They sit, mm-hmm. and then you got all that shit mixed in there, and it wasn't made right. Like I said, it wasn't like the people that do it were. You well, know, yeah, but also if if it were legal, like if you're going to a state that's legal, now they've got. The little gummies, you just have the gummy and it has the but stuff But the in people there. that are also privatized and or selling it are going to do it right and they're going to make it the right way. Yeah, that's why the edible just, scene has yeah. blown up so much is because it's yeah. also precisely portioned and it's so much variety, so yeah. many different ways, so many different things. You and know, not to like, mention get some that are really strong <clears throat> or some that are just a little bit, yeah. just take, yeah. take the edge off a little yep. bit. Like, like I, I know somebody who has got like, you know, some ADHD, mm-hmm. you know, and like, so, so they're, they're prescribed medication from their doctor, yep. which says help to control that. Now that's a stimulant essentially. Right. And, and so like they, they, they take their, their medication in the morning, but it's an upper, you know? So like you, you can't sleep, you, you can't function like, where so like at night they come home and it's like, I can't take another upper. I won't sleep. I won't get any kind of rest or anything else. So they want to just smoke a little pot. And then like, they're not like getting blasted and just hanging out like like all these stigmas that you see on movies and tv and yep. all this kind of stupid shit and like they're just hanging around like no they're, they're just doing that because their mind's racing yep. and they, they can't think or focus so they're just going to kind of just mellow them out a little bit and they can chill and they can have a good evening and they can go to bed and actually get some rest and i like, know people that i don't think there's for. anything wrong with nope. that and you know, that's but, the thing well you the prescriptions you were talking about too i've also grown up in a family where i've watched that and or I've seen other family members and friends where I will never let myself get to that point where I'm taking stuff like that because my mom also has, like I said before in one of the podcasts way back when we were introducing myself is she's had to take nerve pills for nervousness or anxiety or whatever it is. I don't know what all caused that, but I don't want to let myself get to that point. And if something like smoking pot would calm me down enough to never let anxiety, because depression does run in my family pretty, pretty damn deep. And I have a lot of cousins and my brother that have been through it. And, you know, my grandma, and I've seen it. And, you know, other, besides taking fish oil to try to help your brain activity and not have all these things and whatever, I do not want to be stuck in that pharmaceutical. Well, here, here's the real problem. Like, there's, there's a drug for this drug and that drug has to counteract this. And all. I've mm-hmm. seen it and I've seen six on top of each other just for that one that you have to take. Those other six are needed because this one contradicts that one and that one contradicts yeah. that one that contradicts the whole beginning Most one. of those things, especially the depressants, <clears throat> can be fixed with diet and exercise. Most of them can be. Most people don't you want to do that. You know how much harder that is than popping a pill. I, right? I get it. Yeah. Most people don't want to do that work, so they right. want to take drugs. I yep. understand that. But when I was doing some research this week, I found that there are four basic prescription drugs that are the most abused. There's your CNS depressants. They're prescribed for anxiety and sleep disorders like your Xanax, Sonesta, uh, Librium, like all, all these drugs we've heard of, bar- barbiturates and like, I can't even pronounce these, like the benzodiazepines <laughs> or whatever, like, like like your Valium and your Xanax and that kind of stuff. There's opiates and your opioids for your pain, you know, your morphine, your Vicodin, your oxycodone, your, your, all that kind of stuff, fentanyl, like that was a really strong one. Right there's your stimulants for ADHD, you know your amphetamines like your Ritalin, Adderall, that kind of stuff. 
Right. And then, and then what you're talking about for like your depressants, your SSRIs, there's a couple of different ones. Oh, yeah. SSRIs are the most uh, um, popular ones. And that's a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Yep. Right. And now those are your, your Selexa, your Lexapro, Prozac, Praxil, Zoloft, like that kind of stuff. And the thing we have to remember with these, especially with these SSRIs, is one of the main side effects for antidepressants is suicidal thoughts. <laughs> and I hate to say it homicidal thoughts like i know someone who got on i'm not going to say the specific drug but it's it's considered an ssri to help them quit smoking because they don't want the dopamine rush or whatever it is that they get from smoking so they're they're trying to do that and and this drug made my my friend feel absolutely homicidal yeah where they would get on a motorcycle and just go wide open on the highway to the point where the back wheel's just moving around. I mean, it's just wide open. I said, I want to see how fast I can go. And that was a logical thought in their brain. And then I remember them thinking literally of like, hey, if I took this pistol and I put it up to my head, would I feel the bullet go through my brain while it exited before I died? Would I feel that before it happened? Those are the thoughts they were having. And they were like, Fuck, I got to get off these drugs. Like, I cannot do this. Holy shit. And nobody wants to talk about that. Like, right. that is a major problem. But people take SSRIs for any kind of depression or suicidal thoughts or anything else. And it's like... Because there's some people out there that these have... These things are really like dangerous. Yeah. But some of some of them need to. You know, some people do have schizophrenia or other things that of they're... Of course. Like, super the, heavy drugs. That, there is a need for it for yeah. some and people. And I've seen that. So. But for somebody to get on it to maybe just quit smoking is yeah. like... It seems a little excessive. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah. they literally almost died a couple of times yep. just because they were like, oh, I wonder what would happen. And it, see, was that's... A no- it was a normal thought in their brain. And a lo- <laughs> I hate to say it, a lot of these active shooters, they get homicidal thoughts from SSRIs. Nobody wants to talk about yeah. that. No. And that's that's why I like that when we had people comment about this on the uh, American Honesty thing, it's like one of the things we were talking about earlier with marijuana and all that is that's one of those things where you don't have organ failure you don't, I mean, some people are probably really addicted to marijuana because I don't care if people say you can't get addicted or not. I've fucking seen some people. That people they, are addicted to anything. Right. They can't. People are addicted to working out. Yeah. They're addicted to watching yeah. TV. They're addicted to cutting their grass. But it's like there's all those all those long-term. Like when I was in a car accident, um, I had so much pain in my body from all the surgery and everything I had done, all the shit that was fucked up in my hip and my pelvis and all that, that. They gave me whatever those little pills were. I was living at my mom's house at the time because they had two steps when my apartment had, I think, four or five. It was too many stairs. They all recommended I move back in with my mom and stepdad because it was a lot easier for me. It would help the rehab and the therapy. When they gave the pills out because of the pain, they told my mom to put them under lock and key and hide them. When they were all at work for that first year when I was recovering and going through everything, that healing that year, I was searching the fucking house looking for them. Yeah. And I could not. And it was one pill for the pain when it got that bad. If they got back from work and when they were done shopping or whatever else it was and if I was that agonizing pain... Then I would ask. Someone would go get it, shut the door and close it, not let me in there. They'd go find out wherever the hell they had them stashed so that I could have one because it was that bad. And I never got addicted to anything because I had that support of hide that shit from me. And it's not right there in the, cu- the cupboard where all the other pills were. Yeah, but I, I got addicted to bike <clears throat> it in when, right. I had, when I had my motorcycle crash. You know, like I've separated my shoulder and I fractured my spine. You know, and it was it was more of just pain because it's like, 
everything was fine. I mean, I mean, it was like a minor fracture and anything else was no big deal. So it was just like, oh, but I couldn't sit because it hurt. I couldn't leg mm-hmm. like down because I couldn't sleep. Like it was just, it was awful. Like, yeah. And I got, I got completely addicted to Vicodin because they were like, here, just take some Vicodin. It was no big deal. And they yeah. gave me prescriptions. I needed it to get through while my body healed over the next six, eight weeks or whatever. Right. But like, I filled those prescriptions as much as I could. Yep. You know, cause I, in the, but the, got to the point where I was at work and I was taking two every four hours you know, felt great, didn't you? I, I mean, just to get through work because okay. it's like I wanted to be high the whole time. Yeah, you know, like that's what it was. I was high. Yeah, well, see, so that's I, the, that's the thing is when I take that one little pill, that it might have been a really strong bike. I don't or Percocet, whatever the hell they gave me, but I I felt no pain first off, but at that that same that high, I wanted it. Yeah, and after taking one or two of them, it, I was a fucking urge. I was I was craving like a, an addict because I was. After a couple of those. Yeah. And, and then like, insane. I, I, I had a friend of mine call me out on it and like, dude, like you're addicted. You need to stop. Yeah. My mom you had know? to yell at me at one point when and I was asking like, But it's me. weird because like you can't just get off of that kind of stuff. Yep. Because like, you got to like wean yourself off because if not, then you crash really hard and there's all kinds of problems. I mean. Like I said, I had that there's, there's no there, There's no worse one than alcohol. I, if, as long as I understand it, that's the only one that can actually kill you. If you if you well, just alcohol shuts your turkey. organs down too. I mean, because that, that one you got to wean off. You can't just detox on that like, one. On like we own. talked about earlier, look at all look at all these things that are legal like that that are actually drugs, and some of these that aren't even good for you. But again, with energy drinks, I've heard people tell me that those drinking too many of those, there's something in them, or it's from all the sugar and everything mixed together that it does something to your some of your nodes or something in your throat that it's no no good at all. And you know, <clears throat> I do this all the time. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or not. I've never went to a doctor for it, but I mean, I'm clearing my throat constantly, but I'm not even sick. Hmm. And I, I've wondered that because of how bad I was back with my old job and nobody was there to stop me. I would just go buy my vending machine or buy, you know, two for four special at the store or whatever. Some stores had them two for three. So I'd remember that fucking store. So I'd always go back. It's like, it's bad, but it's completely legal right there in the door. Your kid can buy them. Yeah. I mean, especially like- if a kid starts drinking them when they're, 10 give kid money to go to store and get candy or whatever who's to say they're not chugging energy drinks because of how it does change you you got a 10 year old right there doing a legal drug that they sell right in the fucking store right yeah. there that might mess them up it's, it's like i've just said over and over and over again i just so, i don't see what's wrong with people wanting to change their 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 perception a little bit and just have a little fun obviously anything can be taken too far that's 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 a given so all comes back to like what you talked about the dangerous freedoms there's so much shit out there that is dangerous for us that some that we don't even know about and don't know why or how we got addicted to things or whatever that it's just lip part of living your life and it yeah. just you find it out but it's just like it's the consequence you want for having the freedoms and, and living here and doing the things but you got to man up and know how to have the people behind you also to help you fix those those consequences or do it right like you said have sense andrew you got to have some sense you know it's like there's so much shit out there that not good for you but We'll figure it out when we get to it. You know, this is it's true. Crazy. <clears throat> Stay away from drugs, kids and adults out there. <laughs> nah, light it up, have some fun. Don't yeah. mess around with those. Don't mess around with those bad things. I mean, but like, like again, back to marijuana is the one I mo- know the most about, and I don't even know shit about it because my brother, <laughs> my brother, no, seriously, my brother and <laughs> certain friends of mine, like they could, they could just run circles around me in a podcast right now talking about <laughs> weed. But the spiritual, the spiritual side of it too that. Some people don't have the connection with the religion to God like you do. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, well. The spirituality I, of it I has have, fixed many of my friends or my family that I know about. They, it, they use that, not as their religion, <clears throat> but 
when they sit around a fire, we've talked about sitting by a fire before and how just sitting there with a couple of drinks with your friends and bullshitting and some of the most random stuff that you never know comes out of your mouth or things yeah. that are talked about or ideas that are invented I, or whatever. I don't. Same thing with pot. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, <clears throat> I use it and I don't see a, you know, a contradiction. Um, I guess you could say that it could fall in the same line as, as how, because the Bible does condemn being drunk. It doesn't condemn smoking weed because it just doesn't mention it. Um, but you know, I would kind of, categorize this under one of those things where i think for some people it could be sinful if they feel it's sinful they feel yep. it's something that inhibits their thought process for me personally i've always felt like more connected i've always been able to you know i've always felt more connected to my prayer life and been able to even you know just come to some <clears throat> some insights and stuff if uh you know if i've smoked a little bit and can kind of open my you know um when I say open my mind up, I kind of mean like, you know, it's easier to let your um, earthly presuppositions about things go and be willing to look past them for truth instead of what you want to be true or, right. you know, so, yeah, I, so that's only speaking for me. I'm not saying that if you're a Christian out there, oh, go out there and smoke a little bit before reading the word and, you know, you really get a good, ma- you know, I'm not, I would never say something like that for, for somebody who. But you hear that a lot, <clears throat> especially with hallucinogens. Yeah. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. Like, I feel like if you're trying to make it a group thing, if you're trying to make it a, uh, you know, a social thing, I think you've lost the point already. I think all of a sudden now it's become about you and it's become about your experience. All of a sudden it's not about God anymore. It's not about him teaching, talking. You know, no, I'm like, not talking that in general. Just the fact that people realize that there's more of this universe and that maybe they don't fear death anymore. And Yeah, well, there's definitely there, – I mean, I, I feel like you shouldn't be I, – I, Personally, like you know, Jake, you said done my, you've done mushrooms. I feel like it should be a requirement to to graduate high school. I feel like you should because yeah, like it. <laughs> can you know, I can it, I tell you a little bit more about our experience after you're finished? Um, just real quick, five minutes. Yeah, maybe okay. I might have some time. I got All a tea right. time here coming up. But fair enough. Fair yeah, enough, I'll, enough. I'll hear your shroom story. Okay. I think that would be a great yeah. Dude, we could do a whole podcast on this. Uh, maybe we'll do it honest. on a different podcast. Yeah, but no, but no, yeah. Give we'll me a, give me a little brief. But you, I remember you said that you didn't. It didn't affect me much. You, you but the guys that I was with, the one guy took his cousin home. Because he was freaking out, thought the fire was talking to him. Those motherfuckers sat down to play PlayStation. PlayStation Two just came out. Yeah, and they left me at the party, so I was kind of wigging out about that. So oh, it made dude, me freak out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, if you have a if but, you have a bad trip, I could you know people sometimes. Yeah, you've uh, I've done it before where I've felt you know I, I can't. I'm not even going to get into it, but it's yeah. I mean, there's. Yeah, we'll anyway. do a whole nother podcast. But, we got time, but right? I've also, you know, I've, I've had one where you know there's been intense feelings of abandonment and loneliness for no logical yeah. reason, but just. But abandonment and loneliness can make you also have, which I've heard Jordan Peterson say on Joe Rogan or whatever, things that the the maleficent bad feelings Absolutely. and the loneliness and causes. Loneliness can cause all kinds of shit. I, I knew that. I, I knew that after so. I had come down from that, and still felt the. <clears throat> And, and you know, if you bunch, you know, you smoke weed and you come down and you're fine, you go to work or do whatever you have to do. Yeah. I knew that even after I'd come down from this trip the next day, and my mind was, I could tell my mind was all, my perception was altered. Like yeah. I was, I was visibly angry. I was upset at my family for no for no reason other than lingering feelings that didn't exist in reality, but feelings that were real to me nonetheless. Um, I guess it also depends on yeah. who you are. It affects everybody differently. Yeah, so like I I, mushrooms are one of those other things. I know I just said that everybody should, you know, have, they school. should be required viewing or whatever, but 
at the same time. How many credits is that for? Yeah, I know. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> I would never tell. Yeah, I would never. I'm never going to recommend drugs or alcohol right. or cigarettes to anybody because I feel like that's you know you're. I'm I'm just not. I'm just not that guy. I feel like people should you know explore at their leisure. What it's what like, it's is like, comfortable for it's them? Like because, anything yeah. else, all things in moderation. Yeah, have a little bit of fun. Yeah. See what you like. Have a good time. Don't worry like. About I know, it. like even something as simple as drinking beer. I know that if I'm going to hang out with certain people, I'm going to end up drinking a lot more than I want to be drinking. I just know that's just how it. That's you know you're like oh Andy have some self control. It's like I just know when I, there's a couple you know it's a couple dudes. If I know if I'm going out with these guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna be drinking. And it's like so even though it's something that's legal. Even though it's something that you know isn't unusual, and I don't when I'm talking about drinking, I'm a lightweight, so I'm not you know I'm not talking about throwing them back. I'm probably drinking half of what it probably takes Matt or you you know Jake to probably get a good buzz and on. I'm fat, but never no. I'm just saying you guys probably drink <laughs> a lot. More. You guys drink a yeah, lot more than true. I do just I because I don't drink a lot. No, it makes sense. But um, but yeah, when I I know if I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go tie one on, and I know it's gonna happen, and I'm gonna and I and yet all those feelings of guilt, regardless of legality, it's still or, you know, religious beliefs, it's that guilt of knowing that, like, I didn't have, I didn't control myself. I let some, you know, I let, I let my, um, immaturity, I guess, get the best of me. And here I'm a 40-year-old man. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's just, I, you're human, though. Yeah, it's like, you know, I can't, if I know that if I'm around guys and they're doing it, and even though I know how I feel the next day, and it doesn't matter, it's like, you know, I, I don't, my mind can't make the adult decision to just not do it. I've gotten better in some respects, but other times it's it's still like one of the struggles. It's like one of those things you figure oh, I'm getting old. I want to deal with that shit anymore, but that's not true. You just you still you still fighting the good fight. Kinda, yeah. Make good decisions. Yeah. Well, breaking news: Uncensored humanity, American honesty. Going to bring more of these discussions, right? So, I, mean, <laughs> I, I definitely. I think yeah. we've been rambling on for long enough. We probably call it a day for today. Um, as always, boyos, lots of fun. Thanks for coming over. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yeah. It's always Love a blast. It. More to come, right? And we will see you guys next time. Do drugs. <laughs> <laughs>